Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water, as the old cliche goes, landlords are now faced with a new threat, and employers as well. This is as the Home Office has announced that it will triple fines, or more than triple fines, for landlords and employers which support uh, illegal migrants. So in other words, if you rent a house or a room to an illegal migrant, your fine will go up. And if you employ somebody, it will also go up substantially. I'll go into the figures in a second. Uh, This is another blow to the rental sector. uh, And and already thousands of landlords are leaving the sector. Uh, But I guess if you were like, like one of these restaurants that employ a chef who might not have any papers and then they they uh, house them upstairs and they're going to get a double whammy fine. So just before I go on, I've got a, a live uh, workshop tomorrow on money management. It's called my Smart Money Management Workshop. I'll put a link up to that in the description. If you want to join me on that, I'm offering a special offer for, for my uh, podcast listeners and viewers uh, for that live workshop tomorrow. Uh, so the Home Office Secretary, Home Secretary of the Home Office, uh, who, who runs the Home Office, Suella Braverman, announced this week that fines will be more than tripled for employers and landlords who allow illegal migrants to work for them or rent their properties. Fines will rise, now listen to this, from £80 per lodger and £1,000 per occupier for the first breach to £5,000 per lodger, £5,000 from 80 that's that's a lot more than triple, uh, to £10,000 per occupier, which, you know, it's incredible. Uh, And then repeat offenders uh, could face fines, uh, you know, the repeat offenders now say fines will, uh, for repeat offenders, not 10,000 pounds, and 10, sorry, 20,000, up to 20,000 per occupier, and from 500 to 3,000 pounds per occupier. Uh, Tougher penalties uh, will require, uh, you know, these tougher penalties now actually require a lower burden of proof than a criminal prosecution, because they can just issue the fines. In the past, they used to have a criminal prosecution, which was more difficult to prove. Uh, But they'll be introduced at the start of 2024. So it doesn't require any law change here. They're just going to go ahead with it. And the Home Office are going to consult on ways of strengthening uh, borders and tackling action against licensed businesses employing um, illegal workers. And when you think that uh, there are a lot of illegal immigrants in the UK. I, I remember years ago writing about this and there were anywhere up to sort of 750,000 at that time in the UK. And it was very difficult to to uh, find them, deport them, all, all this sort of thing. It would have taken some estimates 20 years and 5 billion just to get to sort that problem out. And of course, the longer people are here, the more chance they've got of staying on uh, forever. And if you bear in mind also that 17,000 people have come across the channel in, in the last year, just this year, actually, uh, to, to, to arrive on these shores. But they won't be looking for this kind of accommodation. They will have hotels uh, and they'll be staying on, on, on ships and barges by the sea in, in Dorset. 
that that was that was funny actually because <clears throat> they, they 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 moved people in there and then they had to move them out a few days later because there was Legionella, and it was ironic that the government have imposed the same sort of laws on on landlords about Legionella. Well, I don't suppose many people do test for Le- Legionella, but you're supposed to, and they've fallen foul of this this actual uh, rule themselves. I don't know if they'll, they'll be issuing a fine for themselves. I just thought that was quite funny, uh, but. Almost 5,000 civil penalties have been issued to employers with a total value of 88 million in, since 2008. And the same period, buy-to-let landlords have, have seen just, well, it's not so many, 320 civil penalties issued worth a couple of hundred thousand. So w- when you're a landlord, you've got to check these things. You've got to actually make sure that somebody has the right to stay in the country. You know, basically, they let them in, the people coming in the borders, they let them overstay. And then it's landlords and employers that are, are meant to police this. Um, the Home Office Immigration Minister, Robert Jenrick, said that employers and landlords should be already checking the eligibility of anybody they employ or let a property to. There are a number of ways to do this, uh, which include manual check of original documents and the Home Office online check-in system. So you need to, you know, it says the check-in system takes five minutes, but it's not that easy. You know, um, when you look at a passport, limited leave to remain, indefinite leave to remain. A lot of people don't understand these terms. So do check out the Home Office or use an agency that will will verify that for you. That's probably the, the safest way. And a lot of people don't have anything stamped in their passport. It comes on a card. Of course, this, this can be uh, uh, replicated and the, you, there is there is open to fraud. Uh, but I think most landlords want a straightforward tenant. There's not many rogue landlords that actually um, will just uh, let... Uh, load of illegal migrants stay in their properties obviously when there are uh, they're not going to worry about this because they'll probably be subletting a property and then just allowing anybody to come in and they'll just run off when the fine comes um, and, and funny enough this is where people tend to get caught because if they're staying in a place with a lot of other illegal migrants and someone reports them they all get caught by doing that so another bit a bit of good news this week is that inflation fell from 6.8 to 7 point from 7.9 percent to 6.8 percent so that's a bit of good news, raising hopes that the Bank of England may not increase rates again in, in, when they meet in, in September. Of course, rates are, are now 5.25% base rates, that is, the highest, <clears throat> excuse me, for 15 years. But core inflation is still, you know, the underlying inflation, when you strip out food and, and energy and that sort of thing, the underlying core inflation is still a bit higher than 6.8%. That's stubbornly staying where it is. And that that is going to mean probably that they will increase uh, interest rates again, and that will put further pressure on on the housing market. <clears throat> Sorry, I, I, I did report last week that some of the lenders have reduced their fixed rates very very slightly, and this is to do with the swap rates, the the the, the rates that banks lend money to each other. Uh, but I was I was a bit surprised by that because they were reducing rates almost as the Bank of England were increasing the base rates on which you know the whole thing is ultimately based so i don't think we're out of the economic woods yet i think there's more pain to come uh, luckily you know, some things are coming down oil prices have come down substantially but petrol prices have still remained high food is not run up as high but you know it, it's, it's not as bad as it was and of course these rates of inflation just mean that things are not going up quite as fast as they were but it doesn't mean that prices will necessarily come down. Uh, many people think that all oh, things are going to get back to normal again. I, I, I can't see that for, for quite a while to come. 
And of course, big big business and big companies like oil companies are are going to make as much profit as they can uh, on to say say to the motorists uh, because they, 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 the the drop in oil prices doesn't mean that they automatically correspondingly reduce the price of petrol at the pumps and and the energy companies are, are doing the same thing. The energy prices are still way too high, you know, compared to the wholesale prices of natural gas and electricity and that sort of thing. So basically, we're all been bit ripped off in that respect just like we've been ripped off by the banks because they increase interest rates for, for borrowers but not for for savers so if, you, if you're a landlord and you are getting a bit fed up with uh, the, the rules and regulations and, and and all the new regulations coming in like the end of section 21 you might want to check out my uh, video on service accommodation versus buy to let that's the pros and cons of having service accommodation uh, by you know this is Airbnb type of thing compared to um, you know the, the normal AST, and I, I'm certainly leaning towards this now uh, with, with my properties because I, I'm just getting fed up with uh, you know difficult tenants and that sort of thing, and and I can deal with it at the moment. But what's it going to be like when they end the the Section 21 right of landlords to just say, okay, your tenancy's ended now, let let's call it a day, goodbye. And, and then tenants just say, well, no, I'm not moving. Get me out, you know, uh, evict me. And then when you when you evict me, I'll run to the council. Oh, I've been evicted. You know, poor, these rogue landlords threw me out of my house. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> sorry, I'm on a bit of a Friday rant here. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but it, it is quite a serious thing. And, and this is why a lot of landlords I talk to are reducing the size of their portfolio. They're certainly reducing borrowing because buy to let just doesn't add up anymore with, with rates at 6 and 7 and 8%. Okay. Um, another problem for, for landlords is that with, with George Osborne's bringing in this Section 24 tax changes, which mean a lot of landlords are paying extra tax now because the property is in their name and they're stuck with it. And they're finding that this is eating into their profits or wiping out their profits altogether. So they've had higher interest rates and the tax rate rise uh, and, and their taxable income is going up and, and hitting them that way. So they're not making any profit at all. But they think about, well, if I transfer it to a limited company, maybe that will solve the problem. Uh, the only problem there is that you, you could you, you will probably trigger stamp duty on, on, on the sale to the limited company because it's a separate entity. Capital gains tax comes in. There's all sorts of problems. Now, I put a video up again. I'll put a link up to this. I put a video up on how to do this without paying capital gains and stamp duty. And I've. I, I've done this in conjunction with a firm of accountants that specialize in helping landlords to move their properties from their own name into limited companies. Now, it's probably not worth it if you've just got one or two and you're a basic rate taxpayer, but it is worth it where you've got three, five, 10, 15 properties. Um, then it, then I think it is definitely worth looking at, at least looking at how this can help you for the future. There are many other advantages of having the property in limited companies as well. There are some cons as well. You've got a bit more accounting to do and that sort of thing, but there are advantages for that. Okay, so if you'd like more information on that, either drop me a line or, or just check out the videos um, and, and I'll, I'll talk to you there. Now, tomorrow, just, just one other thing. Uh, I've got a special uh, smart money management workshop. It's an all day workshop from 10 till four and I, I, if you want to take things to the next level in money management, many of you have watched my webinars and thanks for the comments and the likes and the shares. That's great. But if you want to take things to the next level and, and maybe learn a bit more, I, I'd like to come along to my workshop. It's on Zoom. So wherever, wherever you are in the world, you can watch this. 
and it's Saturday the 19th of August. So if, if you're watching this next week, you probably missed it. Uh, from 10 till 5, there'll be lots of breaks in between and it'll be on Zoom, that will be interactive so you can ask questions. And on this, I'll be taking you through developing a millionaire mindset, your money personality. What is your money personality? Are you a spender, a saver? Do you, do you think uh, rich people are good or bad or fat cats or the stinking rich? What, what is your money blueprint in that respect? How much do you think you deserve? Do you think you deserve to have the abundance of money and and the and all, all that's in this in this universe and in this world? Or, or do you think you're not worthy of this? Um, are you interested in investing in stocks and shares, saving tax, investing in property? All these things I'll be covering in the one day workshop. I'll also be taking you through a budgeting planner to help you really get to grips with your money to know exactly where your money is going, uh, because that's a big problem for even for people earning fortunes um, that they need to know if they don't know where the money is going, it's probably going to go out the window or go down the drain or slip through their fingers like water. So I'll be taking you through that. Uh, looking at developing second incomes, financial freedom, and much more. Now, how much do you think I'm charging for this? Well, I, you know, if I was doing this as a live event, uh, I'd probably be charging £300 per head. Uh, but because I'm doing this on Zoom, I could do it cheaper. And as a special offer for my, my followers, I'm, I'm offering this for £17. That's, 70, that's about $20, £17. And I'll include a, a second place so you can bring your partner along even if your partner's on a different location, I'll give you the link for that. Uh, and, and you can have two people on this for £17. That's £8.50, which is, is really the price of a couple of cups of coffee. Uh, you know, So it, it's it's a no-brainer, really. So I'll, I'll put up a, a link to that to join that and uh, a payment link. So And if you've got any queries on that, you can always drop me a line. But I, I think it'd be well worth it joining that for, for £17 for two people and there'll be other bonuses as well, which I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about in a while. And even if you can't make that, just try, try and um, uh, let me know and I'll get you on a future one. But this this is tomorrow, 10 till 5 on Zoom. And I'd really like you to join me so you can take your, your, your finances and your wealth creation to another level. Because I think we all want financial freedom at the end of the day. Financial freedom means different things to different people. For some, it's being a billionaire or a multimillionaire. For others, it's just having enough money coming in so that they feel safe, secure. They can provide for their family and, and live a decent life in a, in a decent home. That's what, what most people want. And I want to show you how to achieve that. So try and join me on my workshop, one day workshop tomorrow. Two places for £17. I can't say fairer than that. In the meantime, have a great weekend and I'll speak to you again soon. This is Charles Kelly, Money Tips Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 